The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, as we take a focus on World AIDS Day, government wants to get more HIV-positive people on treatment now to improve the outcomes of the country's HIV-AIDS response. It has launched the Welcome Back campaign to encourage more people living with HIV to start taking antiretrovirals and improve their health care. It comes as South Africa joining the world today to commemorate World AIDS Day. South Africa currently has 7.6 million people who are living with HIV. It makes it uh, the, the country with the highest number of HIV infections in the world. Tabile Mbele has more for us. Of the 7.6 million people living with HIV, 4.8 million of them are adult women, 2.5 million are men and 300,000 children. About 74,000 people died of HIV-AIDS-related complications last year alone. Over the past decade, South Africa has been able to reduce the number of new HIV infections by close to 60% thanks to the scaling up of HIV programs and access to treatment. The United Nations set ambitious targets of ending AIDS through its 1990-90 program where countries were expected to ensure that 90% of the population knows their HIV status, 90% of those who are positive are on HIV treatment, and 90% of those on treatment have the virus suppressed by 2021. The CEO of the South African National AIDS Council, Senec, Dr. Tembisile Kulu, says the country is doing well on the first 90%, with the national number at 93%. The second 90 is very concerning, though, because at a nationwide level, we're at 71% which means we have a treatment gap of about 19%. The third 90 is sitting at 88%, and that is the one that relates to viral suppression. And 88% might sound good related to 90%, but if you look at the 88%, it's related to the 71% who are on treatment. We are behind on treatment initiations, and as a result, we are also behind on viral suppression, which means we need to get people on treatment, get them to stay on treatment, uh, and also then to be virally suppressed. New research shows that women who contract HIV after giving birth are seemingly passing it on to their babies during breastfeeding. This is reversing progress made in the prevention of the mother-to-child transmission program, which has been able to ensure that babies are born HIV-free. So you might have saved your child during pregnancy and childbirth, which are high potential errors of transmission. You'll get a child that is born HIV-negative. But if the mother has got a high viral load and she breastfeeds, then the child can acquire HIV from the mother during the time of breastfeeding, which is after birth, purely because the mother is not on treatment. Currently, 240,000 young women aged between 15 and 24 are infected with HIV in this country every single year. While there are interventions aimed at reducing this number of new HIV infections in this age group, they are not yielding positive results yet. The Treatment Action Campaign says these campaigns ought to be run by young people who are living with HIV themselves. Sibongile Shabalala is the chairperson of the Treatment Action Campaign. We have lots of young people who are born with HIV. Those young people are teenagers, are young adults who don't have any programs that talk to them. What we have learned over the years is that now we are losing them on treatment because there is no treatment care support for them. As much as there is something that is written down on the policy or like your strategic plan, but implementation on the ground is something different. 
different. If they are not taking their treatment, it means they will clip with their peers and the infection rate of HIV it will be higher. An NGO shouted out now says young women are disproportionately affected by HIV and gender-based violence and they need to be empowered to fight the two pandemics. Christian Wendler is the organization's behavioral programs and GBV manager. We often think that young people they shouldn't make their own decisions and so when it comes to something as important as their sexual health, a lot of young women feel very disempowered and don't have access to services to make their own choices. And so Shadat now is very much focused on this population to ensure that they have a different experience with us. The important thing is that we equip them with information, tools, services that they can access when and how they want and that they leave feeling empowered to make the decisions for their health that are right for them. In his weekly newsletter to the nation, President Cyril Ramaphosa says South Africa needs to work harder on HIV prevention among key populations, including sex workers, men who have sex with men and people who inject drugs. Tabil Mpele, SABC News, Johannesburg. So that report there, as you heard, brought to us by Tabuli Mbele, just giving us a sense of where we are in the country in terms of the fight against HIV AIDS. So um, our guest, who we were scheduled to speak to, uh, seems to still be busy. You can imagine today is a big day, especially for organizations such as SANEC. So while we try and get them on the line, we're going to play some of your WhatsApp voice notes and uh, we might even get play a bit of what Andile Lungisa has said this morning upon his release in Port Elizabeth. All right, let's get straight into our conversation with the uh, South African National AIDS Council. Kotreka Noguduga is a virology specialist by profession and with, is with SANEC. Good morning and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning, Kathy. Uh, thank you for having us. It's a very important day for Asana today. Absolutely. And, you know, th- there'll be lots of reflections, I believe, on how far the country has come. One of the comparisons that has been made um, when it came to the government's response to COVID-19 has been that to which uh, has been compared to what um, government did all those decades ago when the the fight for treatment in this country actually started and that the approach has been vastly different in terms of whether um, politicians are being driven by science or being driven by other things effectively. Do you think that we are better equipped as a country today to deal with HIV AIDS perhaps than what we were um, many years ago? Yes, Kathy. Yes, we we are. We've we've. It's been a long road. It's thirty years later. We've learned a lot. Fortunately for the country, as we were implementing programs and responding to HIV, we've learned lessons and we were able to uh, go with the flow and change things as we go uh, to make sure that we can be aligned and be able to respond to HIV. So our major, major uh, lesson learned is, is the multisectoral approach, mm-hmm. ensuring that communities become part of the response, ensuring that there is visibility in terms of uh, messaging, access to information, and access to prevention services. So HIV has, has taught us a lot. Uh, so responding to 
those were the lessons that we had implemented because you could see with COVID-19, it was multi-sectoral, there was visibility, there was political willingness, mm-hmm. and scientists were also taken on board in ensuring that uh, the messaging from the science uh, is, is also aligned with how the country responds. One of the things that the country was aspiring to do, especially once the provision of treatment seemed to have entered a more stable phase was to try and reduce the infection rates that we are seeing. And there seemed to be a time that that was happening, but uh, certainly the infection rate now seems to be on the incline again. Uh, Kathy, that is only approach for us to be able to reach the control, which is the target we have for ourselves in society, mm. is to ensure that the number of new infections is drastically reduced. Our target for reduction of new infections by December 2020 was 100,000. And by uh, June this year, we were at 220,000. So we're not reaching the reduction as fast as we should be. So in terms of percentages, uh, we are between 2010 and 2020, and 2020, we are supposed to reduce our new infections at 75%. And by June this year, we were at 50%. So we are falling with the reduction. There is a significant amount of reduction that is happening, but it's not fast enough to take the country to where it needs to go. And, and, um, in terms of the prevalence, that means number of people that are already living with the virus, uh, we are seeing an increase. Uh, That increase, Kathy, is both negative and positive. Positive aspect of the increase in terms of people living with HIV, our treatment program is successful, people are living longer. But also there's this component of adding new members or new people into the pool of people that are living with HIV. So many more questions uh, to explore with you. We're going to take a quick break and I'm back with Kotaika uh, Noguduga, who is uh, an executive manager at the South African National AIDS Council. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're live on The Talking Point, and we're talking about uh, the country's approach in its fight against HIV-AIDS. Where are we winning? And certainly, where does more work need to be done in order to strengthen the position that we're in? When it comes to new infections, uh, Ms. Noguduga, what have you seen that is driving that rate of new infections? And, And in particular, I would like you just to break down um, some of the numbers in terms of the different age groups that are emerging and the story that that tells about where we are in, in the fight against HIV, especially in as far as it relates to now a new generation. All right. So uh, currently in South Africa, we've got about 7.6 million people living with HIV. And more than 50% of those people that are living with HIV are women. So we're seeing a, quite a high percentage of women being infected by HIV. So about 4.8 million is, is actually a, a, a women. A, out of a total of a, 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 a 200,000 new infections that are occurring annually, 121,000 of those are women. 
And if you're looking at um, young women, uh, young women in terms of ages uh, of, of, of 14 to 25, they are mostly uh, infected by HIV. But over the years, we've seen a bit of an age shift uh, where our highest uh, number of people that are living with HIV in South Africa are women between the ages of 8 to 39. So we, it's, it's the shift that I was talking about to say people that have started treatment at an early age are growing old on treatment. So we're starting to see a shift of numbers uh, going to a bit uh, older age group of, of, of women. In terms of new infections, adolescent girls and young women are still much more uh, contracting infections between the ages of 15 to 25. We've seen sex workers have the highest number of new infections. And then also when you look at, at the sex workers, their age group is between the ages of 19 and, and 35. We've seen men having sex with men also having high numbers in HIV country. So in terms of uh, ensuring that we are responding to HIV, our focus needs to be on adolescent girls and young women, uh, boys and young men, because we are starting to see a trend uh, amongst boys aged 15 uh, to 25, where we are starting to see a bit of an increase in number of new infections, which is a cause for concern uh, for us uh, as a country. Some of the challenges that we have is that different provinces have different exposure to, to HIV. So you'll find that Gauteng and are the provinces that are carrying the biggest load of number of people that are living with HIV in South Africa. And also the age group, adolescent girls and young women are much more affected. So going back to your question, Kathy, that is saying what are the causes? You'll understand that in South Africa we are having challenges with a high number of uh, adolescent girls, especially young women, dropping out of school, uh, being unemployed, and they need to find a way, a mechanism of living. They therefore end up exposing themselves into relationships with older men, into multiple sexual relations. But also you'd understand that in South Africa we've got a highest uh, prevalence of gender-based violence including uh, intimate partner violence. So these are the challenges that as a country we're sitting with, where women are exposed to multiple social and structural drivers that drive HIV infections in South Africa. Our programs, when we're saying multi-sectoral response, we want to make sure that our interventions and our response to HIV is not solely focused on biomedical interventions, but we can also start focusing on other social and structural drivers that impact uh, on the life of uh, adolescent girls and young women to be then a uh, contract HIV. Uh, and and of course, one w- work that has been done. If Ms. Noguda, hi, Kathy. Noguduka. Oh, one of the things that that I was saying is that um, the work that is being done, especially when it comes to developing different types of treatments uh, for HIV, is certainly changing in that there's a deliberate intention to put more power in the hands of women simply because there's a greater emphasis on understanding the social context under which many women find themselves in Mm -hmm. that make them vulnerable and and you know exposed to the risk of contracting hiv yes yes kathy looking at the numbers of women that are getting 
infected, looking at the social and structural drivers that are driving these infections. Uh, there's been an effort so this year, in the midst of us responding to COVID-19, uh, our researchers came out with two products, uh, the Dapiverin vaginal ring, as well as the injectable prep. So both these interventions are going to add in our basket of biomedical interventions, but these ones are solely responsible. Uh, the responsibility, the choice, is, is sitting in the women's, on the women's hands. So this world is, we are very excited, we are very excited as women in South Africa that are supporting the response to HIV because the availability of this two-month injectable a, a, a PrEP and the one-month vaginal that will government to put in the market as early as next year. A, a breakthrough um, in, 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 in the research in the prevention agenda, but also in empowering women to take control uh, of, of, of their response and taking control in preventing themselves. When you look at perhaps the year 2020 and the challenges that have been exacerbated by COVID-19, you know, we've we've heard the experts talk about the extent to which um, other viruses, illnesses, pandemics such as HIV have had to take a back seat simply because of what COVID-19 has, has done to the world. Mm. Do you think that we're likely to begin to see more integrated approaches to both viruses? You know, one, one of our listeners sent in a, a voice note earlier on in the morning saying, in fact, is it not time um, for the message of COVID-19 to be spread together with that of HIV. So wear your mask, condomize, uh, and have that be almost one song uh, that, that, that is being preached by the government. Yes. Kathy, um, you'd remember that COVID found us unprepared. It took us by surprise. So as the country, we had to focus our energies in ensuring to COVID, uh, and as time goes, we've identified uh, potential linkages, uh, potential integration to make sure that we are able to. So you would understand that uh, from Sanak, we are driving a campaign, and with Checker Impilo, it's an integration of a response uh, to communities in terms of taking care of your health, going out and making sure you know what uh, diseases have affected your health. So focusing on COVID screening, HIV screening, TB uh, screening for diabetes, screening for, for blood pressure to make sure that there is an integrated approach in terms of uh, providing services. We've heard the call from the communities, uh, as, as you've indicated that one of the callers has raised this, to say our prevention messaging has to be integrated. We have to talk about a condom. We have to talk about uh, ensuring that we put on the mask. Get the mask that you not only prevent the mask, you're also in, a, a preventing TB. So that is an integrated approach and an integrated messaging that we are working towards to sub- support government to start having that kind of visibility and messaging in the new year. So already we've started with our community-based and community-led interventions where we go out to communities to screen, to test. We want to make sure that we're screening for COVID, we're screening for HIV, we're screening for TB. Fantastic. Let me thank you so much for your time today on the Talking Point. Kotaika Nokuduga, she's the Executive Manager at the South African National AIDS Council. It's 11 o'clock. Utsile has your latest news update.